0: This is Hearts of Oak podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic, free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And I think we're, we're live. Not really live, but live. Good evening, Hearts of Oak. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are actually doing this a day before because Matt Hoy and myself will be up at Derby at a, a weekend of comedy. That's not coming from me. Matt may give some comedy uh, but also of yeah. uh, different podcasts. Let's make sure of comedy and podcasts. So we will be there. A lot of info will come out. I know a lot of you uh, will have been there but if you're watching live at the moment at 8pm on Saturday in your living room you're not in Derby, but we thought we would bring uh, what happened there to you. So, Matt, thank you so much for coming on and giving us your thoughts on Crazy Week's news.
1: My absolute pleasure, mate. It's really good to see you. piece out really, really good. Yeah. And by the way, we are we plugged into the matrix. That's why we we're a day early. This we is are. the whole. Re- this is the whole reason we get away with this stuff, but nobody realizes it's <laughs> all so so cameras and mirrors. <laughs>
0: None of it is true. None of it is real. <laughs> We're actually in a pod somewhere up in some complex.
1: Exactly. We're actually in Warsaw, just off the coast of Warsaw.
0: <laughs> if there is a coast. There is a coast in Warsaw. No, there isn't. Uh, no, but no, isn't. Any, on on to news and what, uh, in theory, has been happening. Of course, there's never any end of news. Well, of course, obviously, if you don't follow Matt, you can follow him at Matt Hoy official. On Twitter. Uh, make sure and follow him and most of the stories we pulled in from there. So Matt gives a a, a bit of a commentary on the stuff he's been putting up. And the, one of the first ones was this beautiful sign. And this obviously was put up because it was decided by the North uh, London Council of Hanke that Black Boy Lane was extremely racist because you couldn't have a lane that had black boys on it. So they they changed it. And obviously, this is the response from the public. So tell tell us about this madness about kind of just changing names, willy and nilly, because uh, some council official has decided it's offensive to someone somewhere.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, from my opinion, from my point of view, I find it absolutely ridiculous and, I think the problem people have with it is that all of a a sudden somebody in an office in the council has decided to change thousands and thousands of people's history just because a few people find it offensive. I understand a few people might find it offensive. That's that's not really the issue for me. Um, I was having this conversation about race and stuff um, a while ago uh, with a good friend of mine. and we were talking about the time when I was back with the band and we were out on the road. And and this guy was was in his 60s, yeah, um, in his early 60s. Um, so kind of a generation older than me. Um, and we were talking, he was trying to describe to me that this guy that was a really, really nice guy uh, and I couldn't picture him. And uh, and he turned around and he said, you know, he said that the, 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 the half-cast guy that does the, the stuff, and I know you can't say that, you can't say that. And you uh, mean? what do you mean I can't say that? Now, bearing in mind this guy I was talking to, who was in his early 60s, was black yeah. with dreadlocks, more or less down to his belt, <laughs> right? So here's a white guy telling a black guy, you can't say that. It's politically incorrect. You need to say the mixed race guy. And I was basically told to off. Uh, I'll say what I want. You know what I mean? So who was I to argue? um and i think that's the issue with the whole thing with this black boy lane it's like um it's like a cross demographic of age of, of yeah. people that get offended by it you know um i'm not offended by it um and i know percentage wise people maybe my age and a bit older i don't think they'd be offended by it, it kind of is what it is because they grew up within uh this country from this, this the 50s and the 60s you know um I think it's the younger generation, you know, and they've had right to give their opinion on it. Um, But I just think every time you do something, like with the road signs or defacing statues of certain people, um, yeah, the connotations behind their history and what they've done may be wrong, but I don't think defacing them or changing them or, you know, it needs to be put under debate more than anything. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I grew up in an area where, Birmingham in the 70s and 80s was multicultural you know I went to school with black kids with Asian kids um <clears throat> and it was just the norm for me this it wasn't anything different you know when I see people being racist it kind of it throws me back a bit because my, my best friend in the world is, is Sikh he's is Indian you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I grew up in and around that culture and that's normal to me um so it is it is kind of weird I mean I'm sure my friend, who is exactly the same age as me uh, would see that and go, really? You know, I think there's a few more important things in the world to be getting on with than worrying about street signs. You know what I mean? And the fact that what's happened to it says a lot as well, you know, you know, because it's not just, you know, it's 50, 50, I think, because a lot of, a lot of black people are tired of all this. God, can we just, we just need to get on with things you know what i mean we've got to stop defining things and just be one human race and work together instead of keep bringing up things that stop
0: that happening and i think the things that affect everyone no matter what color you are certainly i know from living in london is school places it bad traffic it knife crime uh phoning the police uh the the NHS getting an ambulance out. I mean, those are the things that affect, and they affect people irrelevant of what color. Uh, and yeah. those are the things that actually keep people up at night and worry, not exactly. the name of their road next to them. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got more important things to think about, I think, to be fair Yeah, <laughs> completely. Now let's go on. You uh watch it one you was it was the great Jen Roberts had had posted this, and this is uh the workers of England Union. And I just wanted to bring this up because I know you've had you've done work with them. They have certainly helped you. and It's always good to remind our viewers of what is out there to help people. So do you just want to mention Workers of England Union and why they're so essential, why they're so needed?
1: Well, they they most certainly are needed and I am still working with them and try to represent them um, as much as possible. They're a wonderful union. I became aware of them and started uh, working with them um obviously after I was fired um and discriminated against by UB40 with Ali Campbell Ali Campbell's UB40 when I mm. um was was well basically told I had to have the covid vaccine to carry on working um and these guys kind of had my back um and from that point uh, they 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 They've kind of supported me because with with the, it's like the the after effects of that you got your whole life changes and I've said this many times before you know when you're used to doing something for so many years and your whole life gets flipped upside down it's not just the financial aspect of it that you lose you kind of lose your confidence you lose yeah. um, your mental health suffers um, the people surrounding you at home they feel the effects of it as well because things have changed you know the the, the normal day to day thing has changed so what leads me on from that with the workers of england union is the fact that once i kind of got my bearings again and could focus on things it kind of made me aware of how many people out there that work safely in the care system um that were man they tried to mandate the, the vaccine for those people you know and like i've said before in many interviews those people have worked in that you know that industry for like five, 10, 15, 20, the whole lives, you know, some people from when they'd left school uh, and now all of a sudden they're being told, well, Maureen, unless you have this vaccine within the next month or so you can't work here anymore, love, you know? So what, you know, after 25 years service, what's Maureen supposed to do? Um, so, and not only that, there's, there's the people that did think they were doing the right thing and went ahead and had the vaccine, thinking they were doing one, thinking they were doing the right thing, and two, also scared because they were scared, you know, this whole fear-mongering thing that they were led to believe, you know, oh, it's gonna kill everybody. And you know? I mean so there's two reasons for that. It's really affected, they've lost their jobs, mm-hmm. they've been vaccine injured. Um, that's affected their income, that's affected where they live. Some of them have lost their homes, you know, and the workers England of Union, uh, sorry, the workers of England Union um are there to help. You know, they're, they're like, um, in a way, um, a little bit like the Samaritans, you know, that they will help you. There's somebody there to talk to because you do feel lost. You don't know where to turn to. Um, there's not a lot of people to talk to a a regarding, um, especially in my industry, God. Um, but you know, who do you talk to? If your family, you know, you haven't got a family or you're living on your own, who do you talk to to get out of that rot? Um, And if you're vaccine injured, the mainstream media has completely turned its back on all those people. You know, it's like they don't even exist. Um, So who do you talk to? So the workers of England Union are there to help and give really good advice. You know, so I always like to give them a plug. And they're going to be, um, obviously, we're both going to be at Comcast this weekend, as you mentioned. They're going to be there um, giving out advice and signing people. up. It's it's a tenner to sign up to this union. For a, a whole world of advice and help that you may need, um, and they'll be right next to me because I'm going to put up a little store, because I'm going to sell my album and all that kind of. But yep. if you find me, you'll find them, um, and they, there will be somebody there to talk to. Stephen Morris is he's, he's one of the, um, he's the head of the the union. He's just a wonderful man to talk to. Very calm. He's from up north, very down to earth, and understands these problems, you know. And you've got the chair, Robbie Tilbrook, who's their lawyer. Uh, just wonderful people. Wonderful people, and they've really set my mind at ease and calmed me down, and realised, and put it on a plain footing as to that. You know, you you have got help, and there is a solution to this, and we will help you. You know, resolve it. They're wonderful people.
0: No, there. I've had Stephen, uh, Stephen Morrison before. It was great to see him on GB News the other day as yeah, well. Absolutely. With Anna. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. that's great to get the word out. So that's exciting. Whenever it goes wider and wider, and people are aware of what they do, yeah, absolutely. Let's go on to uh, our government and all the money they're spending. And it is this story that you posted. Let me just play this uh, for about a minute long and then we okay. can discuss it.
1: Yeah, tell. Bicycles. Free bicycles. Taxpayer funded bicycles. More bicycles you're paying for these bicycles by the way Here We are at the ambassador's hotel elves let's try and make a reservation Pardon? um yeah i was just wondering if i could make a reservation it's a hotel what about monday it's full for the next two years by who by the home office? Mm-hmm. Who's staying here then?
0: What do you mean he's staying
1: Well, why is it rented by the home office? Why didn't you get a hotel like this and I was caught? Why you, ask
0: the home why you want to
1: do I don't know, you work here. I was just trying to make a reservation. Just looks okay. like... Just very interesting. So what are you going to do now? You're forced to be removing from a building in my you own country. you move up.
0: I okay. uh, don't have a reservation
1: here. Well, I was asking to make a reservation. Yeah,
0: and I just told you that it
1: will fully... For two um, years? Yes, two years. Two whole years?
0: two years from where i know you go around telling me the the ambassador's hotel in Ellsport is fully fully booked for two years so uh immigration <laughs> tell yeah. us your thoughts on this what what pissed you off i think about this
1: well, well i mean pissed off was kind of the lighter uh emotion i was absolutely blown away yeah, Why, you know, because obviously we've been talking over the last few months about the fact that there's a lot of hotels um similar to like travel lodges and, you know, travel ins and whatever they're called. Best Westerns and all across the UK, they're completely full of young, fit, virile men, you know, Um, no, no women, uh, no children. Yeah, just fit, and you know, and earlier in the week, I think we were we were told, um, I think I don't know if it was on the BBC news that over eighty thousand migrants could enter the UK in twenty twenty three on small on small boats. You know, Um, so this video it it really it blew my mind. You know, the fact that he just walked, and it was the hostility that he was met with as soon as he walked in there, Um, and, and and if you look around that room. The whole of the reception area—it it doesn't even look like a hotel anymore. It looks like a, a like a military operations room. You know, it's yeah. it's kitted out like um like an operations room in the military. It's like it's like office and tables and you know with all the plans going on. Um, but you know that's just one hotel in the centre of London in Earl's Court, which much must, must cost a fortune for the whole hotel for two years, two years. 24 months you know and that's just one hotel so how much is this costing the uk taxpayer um
0: do you know how many rooms I, i'm actually because i had not looked it up they've got 150 rooms look it's got to be four or five hundred in the embassy surely So, no 100 so 150 rooms that is a very large hotel now that's picked yeah. up for two years right I mean, holy crap I'm, i can't do the math while i'm talking to you but that's a, <laughs> hell of a lot of money
1: yeah exactly you know it it, it literally i was i was i I couldn't believe what i was watching you know and i think you get a lot of this is that the the there's no explanations to anything you know you get coach loads of these people just turning up outside of venues and people go who's this and who are you then uh well it's immigration it's all to do with you know they're coming in they need help and okay, well, that's fine. You said I'm all for helping people. You know, if there's somebody out there that needs to get to this country because they need salvation, they need help, that's fine. But when you've got boatloads and coachloads of men between 25 and 35 fit men, no women, no children, the question has to be put out there and it needs answering. And also I've noticed, especially in Ireland as well, Peter, it's starting to kick off uh, with the migrants over there, you know, in, in villages as well. It's kicking off with the locals. Um, if there wasn't an influx or an overflow, then there's definitely something going on because I've never witnessed this before in local towns and villages. And I think it's Dublin, actually, which is a city, and it's starting to kick off big time over there. The the words I heard yesterday is, Ireland is full. Please, come on, let's sort this out.
0: Yeah, no, Yeah, I've seen a lot of clips coming out from what's happening over in Ireland. And it's, at least people are pushing back. We're here. Here, they don't really give a damn. And people seem to be happy. And they are aware, because the stories are out there. But people seem to be content with actually having the highest tax rates since the Second World War. And hey, that means we can put some more individuals who arrived in here illegally inside hotels. And who knows how many are rapists. But hey, let's just fund them.
1: It's It is literally mind blowing. And I mean, I read somewhere the other day that the UK has um, given the Ukraine nearly 200 billion. And, you know, and now, and, and now this is happening, which, you know, in all respects, they, 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 they're possibly NATO soldiers that are coming into the, the country. Um, one thing that did make me laugh, though, regarding Ireland, they, they chose the, the, the wrong country. <laughs> To try and fill, first. especially Dublin, because
0: you know once the boys are out having the crack, yep. they're
1: all going to end up in the Liffey anyway. Do you know? I mean? <laughs> it's the wrong
0: place. It, it really is, and probably isn't the warmest. It was like a story of there was a a Syrian family were sent up the Outer Hebride Islands and the Brut and after two weeks they pleaded to be sent home again because it was too cold.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you see, well there you go. I mean that's funny. But how is that
0: salvation?
1: You know, know, it's too cold. Please send me back. So why did you come here in the first place?
0: <laughs> it's like us going to Florida and saying it's a bit hot. <laughs> yeah, send me out. back,
1: now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't get people's blood boiling enough with this spending on those hotels, I'd love a free hotel, but uh, we won't get it. Matt and I don't seem to get it. it seems to be others. But actually, this is also where you're, Money is going. Oh, does. is uh, Boris? Taxpayers to shell out at least two hundred and twenty-two thousand pounds for Boris Johnson's Partygate legal fees. And uh, this is on LBC site. Uh, taxpayers will be forced off of twenty to help him defend himself against allegations he misled Parliament over Partygate. Solicitors firm Peters and Peters were awarded a contract worth a hundred and twenty-nine thousand. Pounds in August 2021 to provide Mr Johnson with advice during the investigation, 129,000 to give advice at 220. I've had a few legal issues over the years, and I wouldn't mind getting 200. <laughs> <laughs> your your issue with UB40? How would if 220,000 would have gone down well, wouldn't it, Matt?
1: I tell you what, that's got to be some good advice, in it? You know what I mean? It really has Jesus. But, it, I mean, this in, its, in itself is absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, I, I I cannot. I mean, I, there's a lot of things over the last three years that have blown my mind. And I tend to find most of the subject matters and stories or news events that come up over the weeks blow my mind and I can't get me out on anyway. Uh, but £222,000 for this party gate thing. I mean, is everybody forgetting as well for the fact that how much money you received to do the flat up there he was living in above Downing Street as well. You know, that's all that is, you know, I think that was something like 250,000 pound or 80 pound or hundred pound a roll for whatever it was. Um, And I think I'm being generous there as well. Um, It just, I think with these MPs, it's like the general public is just expected to go, well, they're MPs, they're, you know the, the part of the government. That's just the way it is, isn't it? You know, if I mean, I think it's, I've, I'm, I'm kind of contesting council tax at the minute myself personally, because I think it's absolutely outrageous. Um, and council tax isn't law. You know, it's, it's not mandatory. Um, and you're under no obligation to pay council tax. But everybody's scared to death because they get these letters, you know, red, you know, type letters. You must pay this. You must pay this. Now, you know, some people, I mean, are paying over £150 a month yeah. for what? For, you yeah. know, their local services, which is, i.e., you know, your police, your ambulance, your fire service, um, your refuse collection, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, over the last few years, I've unfortunately had to call the police on three occasions. Uh, the first time was in my old property where somebody kind of gained access to our property with a chainsaw and we're cutting branches down on a tree. And I wasn't at home at the time. And my wife went up to the garden and said, look, can you please remove yourselves from our property? And, you know, don't mind you cutting the tree back, but can you come out of our pro-? And, uh, and he told her to F off. He said, I'll cut your head off. Right. So my wife phoned the police and the response was the, the, the response she was met with was, um well, we we, we can't actually come out to just a threat that the needs something needs to have happened. So he needed basically to cut her head off before they would have came out. And then after that, it was, well, uh, we've got nobody in the area. What we'll try and do is get somebody to give you a call in the morning. So this is after a call in a 999 when somebody's threatened to cut my other half's head off with a chainsaw. Second time, I'm in my new house and three armed robbers are in the garden with mass stock with knives and the small crowbars trying to get in uh, to the back of our house. I've heard, my daughter's heard this. I've sheds out the window and luckily they've all ran off. They've scarped, called the police. Um, there's nothing we can do at the moment. Um, you know, we've got, we're a bit busy. Uh, we might be able to send somebody out to you tomorrow morning. This, I kid you not. Do you know what I mean? and right and then the third one which is most recently which happened a couple of weeks ago now my my partner's um, friend was in her 70s and sadly she passed away now on the saturday i was away working mm. and she normally goes over to take her shopping for her uh phoning her all day uh she went over there was no response she thought well maybe she's asleep went home constantly calling her all day uh sending a text message no response and when i got home um she was very teary because she was really worried so we went back over which was about nine o'clock in the evening again banging shouting through the letterbox nothing so i said you know we're gonna have to call the police because you know we need to get in there and find out what's happened because it just it wasn't like her call the police um yeah we're really busy we're really busy but we'll try and get somebody out to you so okay right so we sat in the car for two hours in the cold And nobody turned up. So we called back again to find out what was going to happen. Uh, I'm trying to do this really quickly. Um, So we called back and they said, yeah, we're still really busy. We're trying to get somebody out to you. So we said, well, look, we've been here for two hours. We need to go home. We use, you know, we may need the toilet or, you know, it's freezing. It's 11.30 at night. Well, we can't give you a time. So we stayed for another half an hour, 40 minutes past midnight. And we just said, look, we're going to have to go home. Uh, So we went home and my wife called at 7.30 the following morning. And when they answered the call, the initial call had just been down as like a regular call, nothing special. And when she told them the situation, she said, oh yeah, it's been logged. They upgraded it to an emergency. So they were there within 30 minutes, went round, broke open the door, kicked the door in. And unfortunately my my other house friend was found dead in the living room. You know, So that's three instances the police have let me down. So part of my council tax payments, why? so why should I be paying those for that service when they're not serving me? The refuse where I live, it's never collected properly. If you leave a lid slightly open, they leave it. If it's not in the place where it's supposed to be, maybe just two or three steps, they can't be asked to pick it or pull it out. If you've got too much recycling, you have to put it in a bag. They don't bother taking the bag. It's ridiculous ambulances at the minute i've spoken to two to three good friends of mine who've had to call out the ambulances um minimum of eight hours wait yeah how is that service somebody i know his mother fell down a flight of stairs and she was at the bottom of the stairs for five hours she was there that long she started to recover and in the end they phoned back and said don't bother she's up now she's walking around but you know she could have broke her hip anything so why am I paying council tax for a service that doesn't serve me?
0: It's ridiculous. Um, I I, I think you've missed actually using the legislation because if you were non-binary, Matt, or if you were a lady for the day, it had to be a, a non-binary hate crime and then they would have been out in five minutes. Well, you this should is, to, or if it wasn't it,
1: a lockdown party or something back in the day, you know, my yeah. God, that would have been there in a the flash.
0: I mean, if you had rainbow laces, then you could have said it was because of your rainbow laces. Your being, your house has been broken into. Come on, how true is that?
1: How true is that though? It's ridiculous, isn't it? If I was actually holding a lockdown party in 2021 or wherever it was, they would have been here within five minutes. Five minutes, you know. And going back to the thing is well, okay. So why should I pay for this service when it's not when it fails to serve me? Um, But he can spend two hundred and twenty two thousand and then he can spend so many you know hundreds of thousands on his apartment or his flat and he's just written off and he goes back to what's his name so harvey as well with his tax thing yeah. five million paying the other oh sorry i made a mistake i do apologize you no. know it's like if anybody normal joe bluggs misses a payment for whatever tax it is it's like they're threatened with prison or, you know, pay this or your credit's going to be affected or it's just one rule for them or one rule for everybody else. And it's it's sickening, if I'm being brutal, you know, selling, you know, all the all your mates the accounts for all the PPE during lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. Tens of millions of pounds just, poof, gone up in smoke. Wow, well, what, what happened to that money? Oh, what? Uh, what do you mean? Anyway, have you seen it? Look, at the sunshine. It's,
0: come on, please. And you've got one... MP actually calling them out on vaccine side effect, and that's what sickens me. Um, I yeah. think I've I I think I've actually come to hit the Conservative Party, they hit the Tories, and I I've traditionally been a, a conservative voter, and yes, come to mm-hmm. the point where I actually hit these people, the evil they've done. Yeah. there's no way, doesn't matter what reason. I mean, you could get the Greens in government, and that was, still wouldn't make me want to vote for anyone in the Tories. No.
1: No, I think uh, I completely agree. I think the Labour Party are just as bad. Um, Regarding the wokeness, I think they're worse because they'd throw us back in a lockdown at the drop of a hat. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think with British politics, I don't think there's any party out there that's kind of... um, that can change anything. What it needs, the whole thing needs to be brought back down to the ground. The whole thing scrapped, started from basics and built up again because... It's more corrupt than the mafia. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're all, the, you know, the Labour and the Conservatives are the, you know, two cheeks of the same ass. All the rest of them are just hangers on. You've seen pictures of them all partying together. They're all yeah, in the yeah. same club together. I it means abolishing and starting again.
0: Well, let's go on to their other big failing on to COVID. Let's look at a few stories on COVID. And this was a image you posted and I'm I'm sorry, Matt, but I did have to fact check this. Uh, Not that I don't trust you, but I did go and see. (laughs) And this is actually, uh, this picture originally came out end of 2020. And the fact, uh, well, what it says, let me read it. It says, this product is an ear loop mask. This product is not a respiratory aid and will not provide any protection against COVID-19 or other viruses or contaminants. I thought, well, I mean, this probably just been tweaked. Actually, the fact check said this is what it says. This is a correct picture, but that's not what it means. And they put down the fact check. They said this is a false statement because although it does say this, that's not what it means. (laughs) It's there in black and white. What, what, what are your? I I think we find out that actually you can give people the information, but if they choose choose not to accept it uh there's not much you can do but it was here in black and white
1: yeah yeah i mean well i mean the whole thing with face masks mate it's just like it's like you might as well just you know people it's like breathing in water through a tennis racket do you know what i mean it's like they do absolutely nothing the only thing they succeed in doing is controlling people that's the only thing that's along with social distancing lockdowns that is all they're good for. Um, you know, I, I, I had this conversation on, um, on GB news a few weeks back and the amount of times I've been out, I mean, these are single use masks as well. And if you just happen to touch it like that, it's, it's useless. You got to take it off. You you know what I mean? Um, so I I've been out and I've witnessed, uh, blokes in coffee shops, um, just pulling them out the jeans and just throwing them on or get women pulling them out the handbags. I mean, it's been noted that the inside of a woman's handbag is dirtier than the top of a toilet seat. So they're pulling these out and just throwing them on. And you can tell they've been used God knows how many times because they've got that kind of fluffiness to them. Um, And there was a guy who was a a, a vape smoker and he put one on and blew out the vape. And it was all... So these things are just to start. I was talking to a doctor and all they're for is to stop blood splash back.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: that's all they're for. Um, what they're really for from the government side of thing, like I've said before, it is the control thing, you know, and it's they tried to do it a couple of months ago to say that, you know, all the COVID's coming back. You need to start, you know, putting your masks back on. And I noticed for a couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks that people did start putting them back on and get for, like in supermarkets and shops and stuff like that um but it was it was just that the whole science behind it if you actually sat down and thought about it it was absolutely bloody ludicrous because i've i i've uh, mom <laughs> what I used to call it was my starbucks moment and i' I'll, I'll be at the beginning of it i I kind of fell for you know this is serious, oh, yeah too so like, Psyop, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. So I've walked into Starbucks with my other half wearing a mask, ordered our coffees, sat down, and she said, Oh, you can take it off now. I went, Oh, brilliant, <laughs> fantastic. So I've took took it off. We've had our coffee, we've had a lovely chat. We've still got like another hour to kill. So I said, Well, should we should we have another coffee because we've got another hour? She went, Yeah, perfect. So I've stood up to go and order another one. She said, Oh, you need to pop your mask back on to go and order. So I kind of said, well, how does that work then? I said, is like, is there a height range for COVID? And, you know, so she said, oh, it's just the rules. Rules. It's yeah. just the rules. You've got to pop the mask back on to go back up to the cancer. So in, in my eyes, look, a co- coffee shop, a restaurant, a bar, whatever, they're all rooms at the end of the day. And everybody is breathing in these rooms. And everybody is, you know, mucus is coming out. People are sneezing. People are coughing. So standing up wearing one and sitting down and taking off is going to be absolutely no consequence to anybody's health. But people believe this stuff. And this is why when you see the truth and the facts like you've done, you've fact checked it. People still refuse to believe. I said this to somebody the other day, you know, people I hate to call them sheep. But people call me a tinfoil head, so I don't care. Um if I genuinely was, say, like one of the 12 people that sat around the table that come up with COVID and said, look, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was in on it, And then now, 2023, I actually turned around to somebody in a face mask and went, you know, we made it all up. You know, you know, it's not real. I guarantee you they go, yeah, well, what what did I catch then? Yeah. I go, well, it was probably just the flu. No, no, no. What I had, well, I had COVID. No, COVID, COVID's not real. Well, what, if it's not real, what did I have then? Because it certainly weren't the flu. No, but I'm just telling you, none of it. It was all made up. Well, I don't believe you. It, 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 people will still believe this stuff. And that's what's happening with the box. You know, people, of course, it, of course it's going to protect you. It's covering your face. It's covering your scalp, stopping from, you know, you're, you're protecting other people as well. You know, why, why, why do I need to wear a mask to protect other people if the vaccine out there is supposed to protect somebody anyway? What's the point in having the vaccine? Yep. It's like if I took my dog to get an injection for rabies, and then six months later he caught rabies, I'd be pretty pissed off with the vet. You know I me. Mean? It's 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 ludicrous. It just blows your mind. It's like
0: come on, just think real common sense. It's just 2022. Hey, common sense went out the window, man. Oh, did it, my my favorites and my my favorites were always people having a mask on their chin while smoking. That was <laughs> uh, the, the other favorite was always people in a car by themselves with a mask. Oh, but I God. have I've got a new favorite. My new favorite is you go there, you're standing by the urinal in in a pub or something, in the toilet. You're having a pee. Someone comes in. They have their mask round their wrist. They sit, they pee, get a bit of splash back on their mask they then put their mask back on without washing their hands and go away and i think you just want to waterboard yourself with urine i mean that's very weird <laughs> but they're healthy that's my new favorite
1: yeah gone are the days where you just used to get a few uh what was it my mother used to say to me you've got to eat a barrel of dirt before you die and that'll build yeah. your immune system up you know what i mean yeah. um but yeah it is ridiculous i mean what you're saying with we was in a coffee shop somewhere as well. We spend a lot of time in coffee shops actually. Um, and there was three paramedics sat outside and every single one of them had got it tied around their wrist. Yeah. So they were drinking coffee and as they were putting the cup down, he's all over the table. So, you know, who knows who, what's spilt or somebody spats or, and they're using them and they're paramedics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it blows my mind. Mate. It really does. All right. This is a great picture, which uh, you had posted. And A picture does paint a thousand uh, words, as they say. And this is a a beautiful picture. This is the elephant in the room. COVID vaccine injuries and deaths. The BBC are saying, ignore him. Maybe he'll go away and the UK government ignore who. And I've been excited. Sadly, what we said has come true and I wish it wasn't the case, but I have been certainly heartened by the The push coming out, uh, Andrew Bridging coming out, he was extremely brave in doing that and has suffered politically. But you have many other people and the conversation is becoming wider and wider. And that can only be a good thing, because when you look at the truth, then you can address what's happening. But this beautiful picture
1: yeah it is it is really brilliant isn't it it's actually it was um the, the picture the, the the obviously the pictures the captions have been changed by um, a wonderful guy on twitter called ben um ah. and and he has um his profile picture is do you remember that the martian from the warner brothers things that was always after Bugs Bunny? yeah
0: yeah yeah more With than that the martian. That's, his,
1: that's his profile picture and he changed the the wording on wow. this um, and, and that's why i posted i didn't realise until after i posted it because he messaged me um but it, it's such a wonderful <laughs> depiction of really what's going on in the world at moment you know it's it when you look at the figures the mortality rate that back in twenty twenty one um and twenty twenty two supposed pandemic more twenty one um the figures were no different really to any normal year you know, when people catching the flu and having colds and normal illnesses and, you know, obviously during the winter, people pass away more than they do in the, in the warmer months. Um, but since the, the rollout of the vaccination, um, the, the mortality rates on the ONS have gone absolutely through the roof. Um, and we're looking at, you know, the, the myocarditis, that's gone up. Pericarditis has gone up. Clots have gone up. Strokes have gone up. And, and literally, this is that big fella sat on the couch and people are just going, nah, 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 nah. I don't want to know. Um, and it's coming out in Australia. Um, and like you say, it's coming out in South Africa. But it's it's coming out all over the world. And I have never noticed. I mean, I know I'm going to be, same as you, more um, alert to people mm. dying of heart attacks and blood because we notice, that's what we do. We, we, we research and we see these people. But even if I wasn't, The amount of sports stars in all different fields that are dropping down, football, American football, tennis, um, boxing, the the list goes on. There will be something in in the back of my mind saying, hang on a minute, this this isn't right. You know, these people are at the top of their game. They're fit as anything. Mm -hmm. And people just turn around and go, well, you know, sports people died of heart attacks before the vaccine was rolled out. You know, not at this level. Not at this level, so I think the the elephant needs to be addressed. But until mainstream, well, mainstream media are actually being forced now. That's what's the good thing about it. You know, it's death starting, and the wonderful Andrew Bridgen, um, as he started pushing it in in Parliament, but um. Yeah. You can see the backlash because people are becoming aware now. And this is why, you know, Matt Hancock pretended he got assaulted the other day. You know, the video was out there he never got assaulted yep. at all. You know, he just got told a few home truths and he didn't like it. So he had access to the police and got the 61-year-old fella arrested and, and charged. Ridiculous. Um But it's all starting to come out now and it's getting uncomfortable for a lot of people. But, God, there's so many people, like I say, still put their fingers in their ears and just will not... Um, and I I, I get it. And the reason I get it is because a lot of people did it for the right reasons. Yeah. They spoke horribly to us at the time because yeah. you know, oh god, you're affecting, you're killing that Granny or wherever it is. But as the truth is coming out now, they're they're scared. They're yeah. absolutely petrified because they know is what is rolling around inside their bodies. Um yeah. so I do feel for them. You know, they're like um well, they may not be, but they may be, like ticking time bombs. You know, you don't know whether they've had placebos or whether they've had the real deal or whether anything's clotting or one day they might boom. It must be awful to wake up and think like that yep. every morning. So I do, I do sympathise, but, you know, at least address the subject because if you address the subject, then something can be resolved from it and we can move forward and make people accountable who did this in the first place and, you know, expose it for what it is.
0: Not completely. We've got um, uh, our interview on Monday is Matt Sichard, who's AFD politician in the Bundestag. And he came on to talk about the excess deaths they're seeing in Germany. Uh, and I saw one report that talked about a 276% excess death rate. Um, but all across, we're seeing this. But let, let me let me play two little, just 30-second clips of both of these. And mm-hmm. it's the mainstream media waking up to... Uh, to south africa and um what was the uh, let me let me play it Australia, wasn't it Acoustria, yeah. Um, let me stream south africa let me play this and let me see if i can play it fuel a rise in the number of fatal
1: cardiac arrests across the country according to a new report let's bring in today's ashlyn Krukellis in brisbane for us morning ashlyn what are health experts saying Jane, they say the data is concerning and that's because it shows within the first eight
0: months of 2022, more than 10,200 Australians died due to heart-related disease and that number is considered 17% higher than what would be considered
1: normal. In this report this morning, health experts say quite simply, the pandemic increased
0: risk factors. They include the virus itself. Some studies show that some people have a higher likelihood of heart disease or stroke after COVID-19 infection Then
1: there's the fact that some people delay Delayed medical treatment and therefore uh, delayed uh, going and getting their usual health checkups and getting diagnosis and then treatment. And then to a lesser extent, there's the fact that hospitals were extremely busy during this time. Perhaps reassuringly, though, the Heart Foundation says 2022 also led to a surge in people getting heart checks. And, Jane, that is certainly something they recommend everyone do.
0: Let me just play this second little clip uh, because they do go together. And this is over in South Africa. Uh, let me bring it up and then we'll talk about them both. One seems to be more honest than the other one or willing to address it more. But let me bring this up and play this. New calls for South Africa to scrap its COVID-19 vaccination drive. NGO Transformative Health... Says an independent investigation must be concluded and its results shared with public, with the public before calling on residents to roll up their sleeves. Their concern surrounds the potential side effects and deaths. Caused by vaccines. Transformative Health Justice CEO uh, Shabnam Mohammed and their legal aid advocate Sabel Osbanda uh, join us now to unpack this just very quickly for us. Uh, Shabnam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start with you. Uh, is your issue uh, the COVID 19 vaccine in general, or is it the announcement made in December by the health uh, ministry that uh, five year olds to 11 year olds would also now start being vaccinated?
1: Thank you, Matego. So the Stop the Shots case against the backdrop of uh, international investigations into safety and efficacy.
0: Right, and she uh, goes on. But it was—it uh, seemed to be the South Africa—they are willing to look at their their possibly maybe side effects. Um, mm. In Australia, it was anything but. Mm. But the information is getting out there.
1: Do you know what is isn't it a shame that obviously they're so concerned about it now, um, and they're prepared to do these these checks um to see if there is any correlation for, for heart disease and blah blah. Isn't it a shame they didn't do that before they released an untested vaccine okay. on the world initially? Then we would have it would have saved us a whole lot more trouble, strife, tears, pain. Which kind of makes me realise, and everybody else that is into this, that it's not about a vaccine; it's about an agenda; it's about something else. The thing is, with the uptake in Australia, of um, you know, they they don't understand it. You know, it's like it harps back to that thing. Oh, it's, well, it's, it's climate change that's affecting. That's why people. Oh no! If when you were younger, if you had if you had a gas oven or a gas fire in the house, that that's likely to. Oh come on please Do you know what I mean? it's ridiculous the things they come out with and like all of a sudden i'm seeing commercials on the tv for for shingles yeah. i've never seen a commercial on tv for shingles in my 48 years but one of the side effects of the vaccine is shingles so all of a sudden they're normalizing this the gaslighting all these kind of you know ailments that the vaccine has side effects of um, and it makes me sick it really does you know and but the problem is it's like i've said the psyop behind all of this is people believe it they yeah. believe you know well shingles is on their eyes there must be a reason for it there must be something out there why shingles is on the... why is heart disease all of a sudden gone up could it be the climate could the heats be affecting us it's like god just do a bit of homework it's not hard you know it really isn't but yeah it does it does wind me up but at least like you say they're addressing it in some shape mm. and form, you know, at least it's starting to, to crack the eggs cracking, you know.
0: It really is. Eggs cracking, the dam's bursting, the information is getting out there, so it, it is happening. Our final COVID story, and then we'll just finish on one more on climate, because we we can't not discuss the the emergency that we all face, the climate <laughs> yes, emergency. Absolutely. We're all gonna <laughs> not going to die! We will be alive post Derby, But first of all, let's finish off with COVID. And this is the story. Um, Fox News covered this. It was actually quite difficult to find a article that kind of talked about it in this way. So they've gone with UK to end COVID-19 boosters for people under 50. Booster shots to end as autumn COVID-19 booster program closes on February the 12th. Most others actually didn't. They just said the the, with the joint committee on vaccines and uh, and immunizations that uh, they have changed it and boosters may not be available and it was all just plain with words and mm-hmm. i liked it uh, as much as i maybe don't trust fox news as much as i used to at least they're happy to call this out but it seems to be that uh, and the weird thing is that so if you're a if you're 45 and you haven't got a job you can go because that will still be available, but then if you want to get one in four months, because we were told that actually the only last couple of months you can't get that. So what's the point of being protected now if you can't be protected in four months? None of it makes sense. But at least they're stopping jabbing. It, do you
1: know what? I kind of um, I don't know where to begin on these kind of subjects. There's so many. <laughs> It's it's it, it boggles my mind. I mean, initially it wasn't when when it was rolled out that we were supposed to the the, the, the trials were until twenty twenty three anyway. So it would have been a good idea, yeah, to kind of hang off until that point. Once all the testing had been done, then we wouldn't have had like half the population had this vaccine now absolutely crapping themselves because of the the side effects that it may cause. Um, one thing that blew me away with these people are still testing people are still testing for covid i was i went somewhere the other day um it was, it was actually yesterday and the person i was talking to she was only gonna got covid again she said i tested positive yesterday and i went all oh, right i said so what i said "Would well, you feel ill she said well not really no I said, so 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 w- 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 why I, 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 I didn't actually say anything to her because you know there's there's no points no, i can't. thought to myself afterwards it's like why are people still testing for something that doesn't affect them anyway you know because it's you know she was absolutely fine and i just thought well she was working and i thought well this time in 2021 if you'd have tested positive for covid you'd have had to shut your business down You know, would have to be at home for 16 days and then done another test to see. But there she was, no mask, carried on working. Oh, I'm fine. You know, it's always nothing to worry about. It's like, well, what changed? You know, the percentage of people dying from it, which was, you know, 99 or really affected from it, which was 99.9997 or something like that. That hasn't changed. You know, at most, most people get like a, a bit of a cold or they lose their taste. But we shut down the whole country for this. Do you know what I mean? This is, we, we, we fell into a, not a, a recession, a depression for this. Um, and it, it, it literally blew me away. So for the fact that when I used to be in the band as well, vaccinations, if I had to go somewhere um, and get a yellow fever jab or whatever, I didn't have to keep going back every two months just to get it topped up. It was a vaccination that protected me when I went to this country uh, like malaria tablets, how long are you going for? This is how many you need. You're protected. I didn't have to keep going back for a booster. And especially if it was something, if i if had gone when I was in the band and I'd said, well, okay, I, I need to have these vaccines. You know, if I do catch this, what, what what are the symptoms? Is it Could it kill me? And they went, no, really. And at worst, you'll probably just get a bit of a head cold. I'll go, do you know what? I, I, I think I'll leave it. I can handle a head cold. You know, what are the chances? But this shut down the world, you know, and people are still doing the same thing there, but because the threat's not there and mainstream media are not putting the fear out there, it's like, well, everything's back to normal now. You know, but why, posit- why, why test for a thing that you're not really bothered about anyway? Is it just to see whether you got it or not? You know, it's not affecting your day-to-day routine, but, oh, I tested positive. I feel fine, but I've tested positive today. I wouldn't be able to work last year for that, but I'm I'm okay. You know, it blows my mind, and that's why I say there's so many you know doors leading into this conversation. You don't know where to start with it. Or it's
0: mind blowing. No, it is so difficult to have conversations with people who who don't get it because you don't want to really point out anyone's stupidity we can all be stupid in different things. but when you're presented with evidence, you hope that you'll change your opinion and say, look, I, I, I made a mistake, I screwed up, but hey, we'll do this. but yeah. no, nothing, nothing. So yeah but let's end on the climate emergency. and it is not uh, yeah it's it's not Greta this time. It is the others. It is the oil barons in the Middle East which is a very weird story. And uh, Let me just bring it up. And it is this, COP28, which is the United Nations um, climate change organisation that tells us how dangerous everything is. Met in Edinburgh, I think, a, a year ago, and then just think past in Egypt. And this is Climate Group's decry selection of oil chief to oversee COP28. Uh, hundreds of climate and environmental groups from around the world release a letter Thursday that the, yesterday or two days ago for our viewers decried the nomination of an oil executive to oversee the United Nations climate negotiations at COP 2028. And there is the individual looking very Greta-esque. Oh, actually not. No. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I <don't... laughs> but here, so. Uh, let me just read the little. Earlier this month, the United Arab Emirates host of the UN Climate Talks this year, named Sultan al-Jabber, that's an interesting name, Jabber, anyway. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, <strange, laughs> isn't it? That's our last story. Eh? To the presidency of the conference, November the 30th to December the 12th, the company he runs as chief executive, the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, produces 4 million barrels of crude oil per day and hopes to expand to 5 million daily by the end of their decade. I I love this that you have an oil baron heading up the UN discussion on climate change. I think well, it's all fixed. What do you think, Matt?
1: <laughs> well listen, I mean what, what was salt what was it El Jabba? I like mean, El sounds, Jabber. He, yeah. he sounds like a Mexican doctor that used to give out the vaccines, do you know. I, mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, that's what I think that's what he does as well. That's a side job. Well that wasn't the whole thing COP twenty eight sponsored by Coca
1: Cola as well, one of the oh, world's yeah. biggest polluters. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mate, uh, I did this climate thing it is um it's it's even bigger a joke, a bigger joke than um than covid in mm. my opinion. Mm. You know, all of these people one after another, one after another, you know, we got, we've got be, we're in we're in dire straits. We're, god I don't know how we're going to end this. <laughs> they're all like in private airplanes and they, you know, flying all over the world, you know, to different, you know, Meetings on the environment, on climate change, Um they're all in you know limousines that uh, are fueled with petrol and diesel, and everything. it's the biggest pile of BS I've ever heard in my life. You know, I mean, God, the weather was so cold in the UK last week. That's that's climate change. That that's you know, there's definitely climate change. I I, I really haven't got um i'm not really invested into it because i think it's such a joke you know all the other subjects that we've we've spoken about you know in the last hour um i'm I'm slightly invested by because of you know it's affected me it's affected everybody this this climate change is just like a made-up story that the elites are trying to get out there to to benefit themselves and nobody else you know and also it's a it's a in through for the wef and all that kind of stuff um And I'm not buying any of it. You know, I don't buy all the Greta stuff. She's just an actress. And I do, you know, in some respects feel sorry for her because she's a young girl who's been forced and pushed into that situation. You know, and she is a puppet and she's got to say what she's got to say. And it is getting awkward for her now because she is getting old and she's getting treated more like an adult than a child. Because when she was a child, obviously, they were a bit more lenient because Mm. she could have burst into tears. But now she's becoming an adult. She's getting um, she's getting grilled, you know what I mean. And I do feel sorry for her, um, but she's you know she's a crisis actress, and there are rumors that she's uh, you know related to Claire Schwab or mm-hmm. one of the Rothschilds or one of the elites. but it, it's I, I just find it hilarious, you know. I mean, it was the whole thing when they started off um, last year um, with with the G the G Summit and not and, and coming with all the the helicopters and the airplanes and yeah. the convoy of Biden through the, the city when, they, when he, he, there was about 25 in the motorcade, 25 vehicles. But, you know, we go and this is all to do with these, you know, these 15 minute cities that, that you yeah. know, it's fine for, the, for them to control us and keep us contained within a 15 minute prison, but they can globally all over the world in their private jets and limousines and do what the hell they like it's it's just all control all control
0: it really is um matt thank you for your time we've just nearly Uh, hit an hour thank you so much for coming on sharing your thoughts it just can you just take one minute and let people know how they can find your music Uh, obviously they're at your handle on twitter but just uh, let us know for a minute kind of what what you've been putting on how people can find it
1: absolutely yeah and i'm on all the social medias instagram twitter um uh, facebook um twitter is where i'm most um well loud i suppose is the best best word <laughs> um but yeah i mean matt is my website all the links to my music are on there to spotify to amazon to youtube um obviously Comcast. that's coming up over the weekend be great to see you there um I am going to be performing. I am going to be signing and selling copies of my album. I am going to be giving people advice and help alongside the workers of England Union. They're going to be here. Sign people up. nine ninety nine to help people. If you've got worries, any concerns, just come over, talk to us. And, and just talk to us. I mean, you'll be there as well, Peter. You know, you've, Peter's a very knowledgeable guy as well. You know, we're all there for, for that kind of thing is to, to bring people together to talk. And also to help and you know be with like-minded people and you know help people that's the main thing. but yeah come and, come and speak to me, man Matt my yeah. official on anything i am there
0: definitely. well on that, I will wish our viewers and listeners a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in and joining us and like I said on Monday we've got uh, we've got Martin Sichert. Uh, yes, we have, just checking the name. Uh, Martin Sichert from AFD, Bundestag member, and he's t- joining us to talk about the latest data of excess deaths in Germany, which is off the scale, and discussing how the AFD pushed that uh, message across and the opposition they faced, all of that. So uh, tune in to get a German perspective on that. And on that, I'll wish you a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoke.org. Thank you for listening.